Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is LA. Welcome back. This is session four, part four of the evolution of a preacher. And, of course, like I said before, you can put slash pastor, slash minister, slash bishop, slash elder, however you want to look at that. This particular segment is going to look at the end game. What do you do, what do you get when you get a pastor... And he's 20 years in. Or she is 20 years into the ministry. At this point, if there were certain evangelical groups, they probably have a doctorate degree of some kind. Maybe a PhD, probably not. More than likely a doctor of ministry degree. And not that that's a bad thing, okay? Uh, I'm looking to get one of those myself. However, the thing about the end game is this, and I mean, when you get a pastor and they're 50-something, late 50s, they're looking at retirement. Just like anybody else, it's like any other human, right? Uh, They think that there's going to be a retirement situation at some point. And if they're with a denomination, that denomination may have had some type of system worked out where they give money and it's saved and invested and so forth. Not that that's a bad thing. But here's the here's here's the concept. And here's the problem. Where in the Bible is the word retirement? When you know, most of the, a lot of a lot of pastors, not all of them, but a lot of them loved it to say, "Oh well, I'm just like Moses," or you know, "Well, Moses did this." They talk about Moses a lot, even though he was kind of a one of a kind guy, and the only other person that ever really kind of was like Moses was Jesus, all right, whom we strive to be like, but they're not Jesus in his entirety. So, since they're still human. Let's go ahead and just say, Moses is an unfair comparison. Uh, but you hear that a lot. Well, guess when he retired? When he died? Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, God comes to him and says, uh, you're fixing to die. So I need you to get some stuff together for me. And uh, I need you to set up Joshua. And that's interesting. I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. You know, Moses had two kids. Uh, but neither one of those guys succeeded him. Joshua did. That's another reason why I'm really not into, you know, uh, theological uh, pastoral dynasties. Uh, because uh, it doesn't always work out that way. So anyway, what happens though? Well, 
if they're in a church and it's a big church and they've got a big fat salary, they're probably looking for somebody that they know to take the job over from them. And then they'll sit in the back seat and be uh, pastor emeritus. I love that. That's a, that's a fancy term for honorary potentate pastor. So he sits in the pew, but he's not supposed to be doing any kind of influencing at all, which he does. Or she does. They just, it just, it, you know, just by the mere fact they're there. But here's the thing a complication with getting in an older age bracket is you start looking a lot at your own skin and you start thinking less about other people sometimes. Why? Well, because you're getting older, you know, stuff ain't working as well as it used to. Your body's probably you know needing some maintenance on a regular dang basis, and that being the case, uh, people and also they're thinking, "Gee, uh, I've been doing this for all this long time. If I have to give another sermon, I'm gonna puke." Uh, not all of them, are, you know, obviously. That's probably unfair comparison, but but some people just get freaking worn out. And that's the truth. Happens with everybody in any job. And when you start talking about quote unquote professional pastor, professional minister, then all those little professional categories go right along with it. And it's very sterile in some ways, very business like. And in my opinion, the more business-like a church gets, the less God can do things there. I'm not saying churches shouldn't conduct business. They do. They have to. Otherwise, you can't keep the lights on. But here's the thing. When you start getting more business than... If you start becoming more organization and less organism... You run the risk of literally shutting the Spirit of God out. Because here's what happens when you get to be an older minister. You don't like change. In fact, older folks don't like change. Why? It's hard to adapt. When you get older, it's a little harder to adapt. No duh. You know, nobody's scratching their head over that one. It, it just happens. You know, things start slowing down physiologically, mentally, all that jazz, and it's and you have to really stay on top of it to to push it and keep it sharp. Some people don't, and I've known ministers that were like that, that were sharp as a razor blade, all the way into their eighties and nineties. But here's the deal: in general, they don't like change, and and when you have a pastor. Or a minister who's been at a place for an extended period of time. They've come entrenched. Then they start looking at the, ch at the church they're in. That congregation as theirs. And not God's. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem with that is it's not theirs. Belongs to God, it's supposed to, and if it doesn't belong to to God, it belongs to the people in the church. <laughs> and uh, I guarantee you this: um, 
you go haywire and, and, and get yourself thrown out of a church and then find out how fast to get a replacement. So, so what happens? I'll, I'll tell you. They get entrenched. And when they get entrenched, because look, when you're that old and you haven't done anything but that, there's very few transferable skills that the world looks at that they think are really serious. I have known pastors that have made transfers to the secular world, into other jobs. But, normally it's like car salesman, life insurance salesman, sometimes entrepreneur, which is great, sometimes real estate uh, investor, things like that. But, in general, when a pastor walks into a secular place and says, I want a job, they're not going to get what they have been getting. Because if you get a pastor who's making 90 plus thousand dollars a year, and they walk into a secular institution, and they say, you know, and, and all they've got is Bible degrees, but they're, they're talking about all the wonderful business meetings they've had and all of this, all the budgets they've done, and da 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 da. Secular world don't buy that too much sometimes. Sometimes they might. There are certain groups that might. But the ones that I've, that I've heard of that actually saw the value were ministers that started their own business. The entrepreneur category that I mentioned before. Now, the danger, of course, of becoming entrenched is, uh, and by entrenched that means they have their family, their wife has been there forever, their their kids have grew up in that church, they've got their kids, their grandkids, you know. So if that guy ever had to leave, which he's not, or she leave, they're probably going to go feet first. And by that I mean when they're dead. And they're going to claw and fight tooth and nail with every member of their family to make sure they stay in that job. Because they want to retire once again. And here's the kicker, though. God doesn't promise retirement. I don't even know that there is a retirement plan in the Bible. No one ever even thought of that. Not really. You know how Paul retired? He got his head cut off. I mean, that's kind of horrific, but it's true. You know how the apostles retired? They died. Yes, and that ain't funny, but I'm just saying. They did. So, you know, in, in, in essence, they're really not retired. They just went on to the next life right now, and they're waiting for Jesus to bring them back here. The world is changing. We are in a complete shift. We have a baby boomer generation of people who are 55 and older who are running stuff. And 
specifically, a lot of churches. And guess what? They don't have, a lot of them, the foggiest clue of how to connect with the millennial generation who can't imagine this world without a computer. Do you realize baby boomers can actually remember when there were not computers at all? Or cell phones. They can totally remember that. Um, Millennials, not so much. Why? Because they've been around forever, right? They don't know how to connect. And you know, they keep trying the same old, same old. Well, no, we just need to try it harder. No. (laughs) It ain't working. That's why there's a landslide. Social research. Pull it up. Don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for any of this stuff if you don't want to. Check it out. Look it up. Hey, I've been wrong once. I'm going to be wrong again someday. I'm sure, pretty sure. But here's the thing. I don't think I'm wrong about that. And the Spirit tells my heart, there is a huge... And it's not a generation gap. It's a disconnect. It's like a layer cake. It's one layer is totally separated from the other layer, and they ain't talking with each other. And a lot of the older folks in some of these churches don't know how to connect with millennials. They they keep inviting, you know, they keep, well, invite people to church, invite people to church. Why? Because when they come... You know, you could shake their hand and say, oh, you know, have a seat over there. You know, everything's cool. And then when when they say, hey, I, you know, I can't pay for my college education. I'm, I'm in, in debt and I can't I can't pay my, my, my light bill. Well, that's when the older generation's like, oh, well, geez, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, well, here, here's Bulletin. Now, not every church is like that. There are churches that engage, and that's awesome. Because then they're showing, they're demonstrating what Jesus has got in mind, right? They're helping. But a lot of the older folks don't want to mess with the younger folks. They just don't. And you know what? They're going to die off. And as they die off, the money's going to go with them. All that baby boomer money is going to go. Because right now, guess what? Millennials outnumber the boomers. And it's only going to get bigger. So, retirement for a pastor or a minister, uh, it's non existent. I got news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a lot of these people who think they're going to get to retire, they don't know what's coming. And by that, I mean things can change and obliterate any thought that they might be able to retire financially. If the economy, if, and hopefully, praise God, it's not yet, if it turns upside down on its head, that retirement money can go and get and and. and their congregations are dying off. The, the, those boomers with all the money. 
are dying off. And the millennials, they don't have a lot of money. What they got is a lot of debt sometimes. And they need help. And that's where churches have to engage. Now, every church is different. How churches engage the next generation, the younger generations, has got to be form-fitted. It has to be created. It has to be thought through because every area has its own needs. But I'll tell you this, what we, and I'm very convinced, we don't need more churches. What we need are stronger churches. We don't need a billion more people who don't have the foggiest clue what they're doing. What we need is a core of people who are mature that the younger generation can look at and say, Holy Toledo, I want to be like that guy or that woman. That's who I want to be like. We don't need superheroes on the screen. We need them in the pew. That's where we need the superheroes. And the only superhero a pastor ought to be is, is a supply hero. They, they, in, in, uh, in the army, they have a supply group that brings all the materials to the front so the soldiers can keep fighting. Guess what? That supply group stopped working. The army stops and dies. When they run out of bullets, run out of food. Run out of water, they die. Every good general knows that. If you look at the movie Patton and stuff, you know, from World War II, you know, it's got some of that in there. It's the supply line. That's what a minister's doing. That's what they should be doing. The music minister needs to be supplying praise, worship, hope in abundance. The, the, the pastor ought to be pouring the word of God and knowledge of the word into every facet they can. Every church needs to be a seminary. Not one seminary. Hey, let's send them to a seminary. Forget that. Let them go to the church and, be, and, and learn seminary. Because that's where the seminary should be. In the church. And the education minister, if you got one of those, my word, the pastor of education, they need to be focusing, what? On the education process of how do I get the maximum amount of knowledge and, and help into this congregation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that might sound like old hat. Oh, that's nothing new. Well, okay then. I didn't say it was. I'm just saying, if it ain't happening, it ain't happening. <laughs> so if it's happening in your church, praise God. And give every one of your ministers a hug. And thank them. But if it's not, then get them by the shirt and ask them why. Because it might be the congregation's fault. It may not be the minister. Maybe the, maybe the congregation is not supporting the staff and enabling the staff to do their job because they've got them doing 5,000 other things they shouldn't be doing. Might be that. But it's got to be a collaboration. And this idea of retirement, 
I don't, if you can find it in the Bible, I'd love to hear it. But my understanding is, retirement, at least from the biblical standpoint, is when you die and you go to Jesus. That's when you get retirement. And it's really not retirement. He's just going to equip you again to come back. So, anyway. Entrenched is not good. Unless the Spirit of God is allowed to do change. And it can happen. It can happen. And I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.